Hi there. I'm Jessica Barkley, your host, and I'm basically going to be interviewing myself for today's episode. This is going to be a tricky one to do because I'm going to be talking to you about the Galaxy UK finals that I recently competed in, literally two days ago, um, and how I feel post-competition. I think there are some very important messages in this episode that are not talked about enough. And I have had just had my hair and makeup done, but I may have to go back and have it retouched up because this is going to be a very tough one to record, if I'm honest. I've put it off for a day. I was going to do it straight away the day after. And the day took ran away with me. And I think a big part of that is because I know this is going to be a tough thing to talk about. So whether you have recently competed and won or recently competed and not won, I think there's going to be a lot of value in this episode. And I would encourage you to listen all the way to the end. Um, and I hope that I can give you the value that I want to give you without being too emotional, but we'll see what happens. Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. So I knew whatever happened, this was going to be a tricky episode to record. Um, And I actually created uh, the promos and everything and got them scheduled on social media in advance so that I could not chicken out. Like there was no, there was no backup episode if I didn't want to record this episode. This episode was happening come hell or high water because whichever way the results had gone, I feel like it was going to be very, very important. And I still feel that. So as hard as this is going to be, I'm doing it for you guys. I prepped the questions in advance of competing so that I wasn't swayed in what questions I wanted to give to you guys. Um, I wanted to make sure that the the episode was of value and all that, uh, whatever, whatever happened, um, that, that you were going to get the best out of it. So how I'm going to do this is I'm going to basically read the questions that I've written for myself um, and give you my answers. And then I've also, I went on social media yesterday and asked if anyone had any questions to DM me. So I've got, I think, four or five questions um, there that I will read off my DMs and answer as well for you. Uh, And this episode's going out fairly quickly. It goes out in a couple of days, um, two days. So um, hopefully you'll be getting your responses really quickly too. So the first question I've got is where I placed. I did not win. Um, I came second runner-up. Last time I competed, I did top 10 out of 70. So to come second runner-up uh, for me is is incredible. And I'm really, really pleased with that. Uh, but I, I my heart did, did still break on stage. And I don't think that's talked about enough. We're expected to just be really pleased for the winner. And you can be really pleased for the winner. And I am really pleased for the winner because I know how much she wanted it too. But your heart can still break and it's okay to own that. It's okay to feel that way. You are not a bad person or a bad contestant if you feel bad that you did not win. You feeling bad that you did not win does not 
make you any less happy for the winner. And I don't think that's talked about enough. And that's become even more clear to me, having not won again. Uh, So this is my third galaxy, my fourth pageant. Uh, The first time I competed, the second time I competed, I had zero um, like game plan or intention of winning or belief that I could win. I had a teeny tiny belief uh, the last time I did galaxy, but realistically that was not a founded belief at all. Um, I was still definitely on a massive development journey. Whereas this time around, um, I, I felt like I could, and I really felt in that space. And you have a lot of people telling you that you're the favorite. And I very much worked on not letting that get in my head because if I had let that get in my head, not winning would have been worse. Um, so it's taking the positive from people saying stuff like that to you, um, that you've, people have got belief in you and, um, and it's really nice to have that support, take those things away from when people say that to you, but not let it get in your head so much that it destroys your soul completely when you don't win. But either way, not winning is going to be hard. And I think we need to talk about that more, um, as an industry, uh, so that it's not like stopping people coming back because they feel like they were a bad person or a bad loser, because um, you're not feeling just 100% happy for the other person, you are also feeling bad for yourself. Um, it's a little rattan about that, that kind of covers a lot of my second question is how I feel about that. Um, and yeah, my heart did break on stage in that moment, I'll be completely honest. Um, I went to bed at 3am after that, um, ended up chatting in the bar with lots of people, came, put my pyjamas on, took my makeup off, had a little cry, um, and then picked up my bottle of Bolly, <laughs> picked up my bottle of champagne. I don't, most of you know, I don't really drink. Um, I had one glass of wine the night before because otherwise I was not going to sleep. Um, and we bought a bottle of Bollinger with us because, um, if I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink the best. Um, and, uh, particularly as a non-drinker, I don't mind investing in one really nice bottle of something. And, um, I, yeah, and took it back to the bar and shared it with a few friends um, and ended up staying up talking with lots of different groups of people about my future plans and was I going to compete again and the fact that my my soul was very, very, my heart was, my heart was in pain. Um, when we came back to the room and I was trying to get out of my dress and stuff and my daughter was like, do your ears hurt, mummy? I was like, yeah, not really. Do your feet hurt, mummy? No, not really. What hurts, mummy? I said, mummy's heart hurts a little bit, darling. And I think that's the best way of putting it is, um, so my next question, yeah, was how I feel about it. My heart hurts a little bit. It doesn't take away from how excited and pleased I am for the winner. Um, but as I said, I think it's really important when you don't win to identify those feelings. I do it with my daughter. She is being taught to identify her feelings because when you identify your feelings, it's much easier to move past them. If you try and bury them or deny them, uh, they will eat you alive. So identify them um, and grow from them and learn from them. Um, burying them is just not, as far as I'm concerned, not, not an option. <laughs> not an option. And when you're a toddler, let's learn from toddlers here. Learning, learning life lesson from a toddler. When you try and get them and just tell them they're okay when they're upset, it makes them be upset for longer. They don't move past it. And then when tiny triggers happen, they don't know how to deal with those emotions. So they tend to have more temper tantrums. Now, as grown-ups, we tend to not have temper tantrums, but the trauma of a temper tantrum is still going on in our hearts and our heads if we are not learning to identify and deal with those emotions. My next question, what was the best bit for me? Oh, 
I was so pleased with my interview. I worked really, really hard on my interview because both times they, um, actually, well, all three times they've been a, a complete disaster. So I was really, really pleased with my interview. I will um, sit down with pen and paper and analyse all of it and what I think I needed to do better. Um, I will probably book, although I won't do a training session on my interview, I will probably book a session in with my interview coach, which is Sparkles and Rhinestones, Hannah at Sparkles and Rhinestones, and like dissect my interview uh, but you need, if you're going to dissect things that you did, you need to do it with a positive mindset. So just get get yourself a little bit away from the event and get a bit of perspective before you start dissecting. But I've I've remembered, I've gone back and remembered the four questions that I had, um, two of which were very similar, which is quite a tricky one to do. So I need to, I know I need to practice that a bit more, like how to deal with when there's two questions back to back that are basically the same question. Um, things like that. I will dissect my interview and move on. But it, I... Yeah, I think that was one of my best bits. I've had great feedback about my swimwear, my muscle definition showing through, um, like badass body and all these comments and stuff, which was amazing because if you watch my Instagram, you'll know how hard I work in the gym. Um, and as personal trainer, that side is really important to me. Um, so that was kind of awesome. I really loved my fashion wear, but of all my outfits, um, I'm basically going to use the same outfits next time but fashion wear I'm going to tweak a little bit um but I really loved I loved my fashion wear and I loved how I used it on stage uh but I definitely feel there's some changes I want to make there to make it more me um I think it was really me but I think it can be more me um so yeah those are those are like a couple of my best bits I love my evening gown I just, I'm obsessed with that thing. Um, Labour of Love, 400 hand-stitched crystals I put on that evening gown. Um, and I absolutely love it. And it makes me feel like a queen. Um, and just looking at it makes me feel like a queen. So I'm so happy with that. So yeah, lots of lots of best bits. Lots of best bits. Oh, and I also loved... God, there's so many best bits. Um, I... I watch a lot, watch and listen to a lot of American pageant based things because I think the UK industry has a lot to learn from America. Um, it's a big industry over there. Um, they've been doing stuff, not necessarily longer, but doing more of it for longer. So they've, they've learned more and gained more. And I think contestants and winners in America get a lot more from competing and winning because of the different mindset and different angles that they look at pageantry. Um, we, we limit ourselves a bit in the UK. There is not enough um, self-development and platform development and things in the UK as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I watched one of the things in America is it's a lot more common to do contestant gifts. I've gained so much from the people that I have been competing with um, that I wanted to get them all a little present. And I got these blacks, like like the hotel slippers, black slippers that say Galaxy Girl on them and a little crown. And I had that bit made and then I hot stoned all of them. So everyone had um, a pair of slippers that uh, some element I'd handmade as well and like wrapped them and done this little string. And um, I was really, I really enjoyed going around and meeting in the morning, it meant that I went around and met all the other MS contestants and they all got these lovely little pair of slippers um, and that everyone has got a little bit of me that they're taking home with them and hopefully they'll remember my positivity and energy um, every time they wear those little slippers and, and uh, yeah, a couple of people called me the happy feet maker. Um, so that was, yeah, I really like that too. Uh, what needs improvements? So 
I'm not necessarily going to give you specifics with this because I'm going to wait until I get home and can put pen to paper and go through all the areas of competition, what I'm going to change for next time, what I'm not going to change. Like I say, my bottom half of my fashion wear, I'm pretty sure I'm going to change. I love the top. I'm going to keep the top as the same. And I'm pretty sure I know what I'm going to do with my bottom half. Um, but I want to run it past my walk coach um, and a couple more people and get a bit of a feel for, for what they think about what I want to do because it means... Uh, basically cutting up a limited edition Karen Millen piece that was only available at Harrods. Uh, so I need to make sure I'm cutting it out for all the right reasons <laughs> if I'm going to do that. Um, so yeah, that's that's something I'm going to do. Evening gown I love as is. Uh, I want some new shoes for my fashion weights and swimwear. I had two different pairs of shoes because the shoes I wanted went out of stock um, so I had these other shoes that went really well with my fashion wear, but I didn't feel right in them in swimwear. And the shoes I wanted, one pair in a size too big, came back in stock. So basically, I'm obsessed with June, uh, D-U-N-E, June London shoes. They do bags as well. And they do some brilliant shoes that are very pageant friendly, um, but aren't hideously high, not like the tippy tops and stuff. And if you want to be in a lower shoe um, or you want to be in something different to everyone else's, then I definitely go and look at the shoes they do. All the shoes I had for competition were from there, except my interview shoes, which are just like literally like a Marks and Spencer's court, super comfy, very happy feet when I wear those. Um, and one day I want to change them for, um, oh, it's now completely gone out of my head. Um, a Louboutin. I want the Louboutin versions of those. One day, that's going to be my treat to myself um, when I've stopped spending so much money on pageantry. <laughs> um, and, uh, but otherwise, June. And I would like to not have to change shoes because, yeah, I got the ones that ones were a bit more of a fashion wear, fitted my fashion wear better, but they felt too much for my swimwear and the other ones for my swimwear were a little bit too big. So I will turn those two into appearance shoes and get one pair that will do both because yeah, June have just bought out their spring summer range. So, and June, if you're listening, uh, sponsorship please, because I promote you a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, little tiny tweaks, but I'm, yeah, I literally will take out, I'm a big advocate for massive pieces of white paper and Sharpie pens when you're doing any kind of planning and evaluation. And I will be taking out those Sharpies and pens, breaking the page into each area of competition um, and all the other areas that I personally like to work on in the lead up to competition as part of competition and what I would do differently. And then also I can use that to make my plan of action for the next competition and use that to plan out my budget for the next competition, things like that. So although I'm not going to go into any more specifics on what needs improving, uh, those are definitely things that I will be going into at a later date in more detail. Uh, how the day ran. Oh, I feel like this needs a whole episode to itself. Um, I'm going to be doing some interviews with um, other girls that are here competing in the, the lounge this afternoon in the bar. So I, I may touch on that a bit more in those interviews. But basically, you've got registration at nine. Don't be late. Don't be late. We still had people that were late um, or didn't realise that registration meant you actually had to turn up at nine and then that there'll be rehearsals and things like that. Um, there would definitely be an episode. I've already put it on my episode prep plan list and um, for like helpful things that people need to remember when they're entering a pageant and just some of the basics, like read the paperwork, people, really. Um, <laughs> but it was all laid out in the paperwork of what was expected of us. Um, so... It, and that was very accurate. 
Um, so if you want to know how it it runs and you're entering, then you'll get all the paperwork with all the outlines or ask someone that's just competed for a copy of their paperwork so you've got it for next year. Um, they may change things from year to year. That's also important to remember. But registration was nine um, and we had to do sign art like contracts, which you've you've seen base, the basic at all in when you've signed up anyway but it's just putting your signature to what's going on so that you're ready to rock and roll after competition and check you're eligible for your category and things like that uh we then had uh holly who's the director of the uk galaxy uh went through a few bits and pieces obviously with coronavirus we had to touch on that um she was sort of actively asking us not to hug and saying that look i'm not hug friendly this weekend i'm really sorry but no touching please um she's got little people to worry about and business empire to run and um I'm in agreement I've been a no hug for most people there are a few people that I I know really well which doesn't necessarily mean they're not going to have anything but um that I was going to be coming in close contact with anyway so like people doing my hair and makeup they were going to be touching me anyway so they can get hugs um and the lady that um, Charlotte Clemmy was doing two headshots and my daughter's headshot. So she was going to be touching me and my daughter anyway. So we kind of can have hugs. But other than that, I was kind of like a no, I was like a no hug zone. So mama's got too much to do to get sick. So no touching, please. Um, so she talked about that. And um, and then we went into rehearsals and we learned the opening number. Uh, and then we went through the, like, the basic walks for the day. And I think that's really important too. As much as, and I see this less and less now, is each system will have its very much its own way of walking and they will really be like please don't just do what you want to do if we've asked you to go a certain way and do a certain thing then please do that unless there's a specific reason you can't so there might be a certain pattern to evening gown that because your dress is really wide or really long that you can't quite do and speak to the people on the day and be like you've just told us to do this but if I do that my skirt's gonna end up underneath me do you mind if I go the other way like check check um and get a specific okay because I did I can't remember who it was but someone said oh is it all right to go the other way or they went I might go I might just go the other way actually um and the thing is if everyone else has gone one way and then for no reason you're going the other way it it will look a bit odd now mistakes happen so I'm not saying beat yourself up if you do that by mistake but doing it intentionally it's just kind of it will be it will be seen that you're you're kind of trying to be for want of a better word a bit awkward um and yeah you don't want to be the awkward person in pageant land <laughs> you don't don't want to be that person um so like the person that's being awkward on purpose not if you're an accidentally awkward person that's part of your character but being intentionally awkward um is not is not a good character trait people and um, so really listen to how they're chaining and if you work with the right coach walk coach they will be they will give you something that you can adapt to whatever situation um I did runway with Maria and I will continue to work with her as long as she'll have me after this um over the year and then hopefully she'll be back in the UK at some point and I'll be able to do some more one to, like face to face with her as opposed to online and what she taught me I could have adapted so although we had a, a rough idea of what they were going to be doing from what they did last year if that had changed what she taught me I could have adapted on the day of rehearsals and still been able to fit in with what they were asking of me um don't be so set in your walk patterns that you can't adapt them uh, but make sure you find out if you're really worried particularly if you're new 
or the younger age categories where it's much easier to have a bit more of a set choreography in your head for practicing, um, then ask your directors. The director's there because they love the industry. They're not there to try and trip you up and be like, I'm not telling you. Um, there will be certain things, that are surprises, like what the opening number song's going to be that they want to keep quiet. But if you're like, I'm really nervous. It's my first time. Can you tell me what the walk shape is so that I can practice and I'm a little less nervous on the day? Um, I can't imagine um, Holly saying no to that, but sorry, Holly, if you do want to say no to that, but I can't imagine that um, unless there's a specific reason. Like They're not going to do it to just try and be difficult in any system. I Any system you want to be involved with are not going to actively try and make your life harder. And if your system is trying to make your life harder on purpose, you need to reconsider your system. Uh, just saying. Uh, so number five. Um, where am I? <laughs> I've lost my placing. Uh, did I win any awards? Um, I won the MS Charity Award, um, which is funny. So last time I competed, I really gunned for the Charity Award. Um, I raised, I think, over £3,000. Um, and... In hindsight, I think I was gunning more for that than the title, um, which is fine, uh, which is good because I, I probably didn't really have a chance for the title because there was lots of areas that still needed work that I didn't realise. Um, and so I was really pleased for that. And But this time round, I don't think I'd raised enough to win it. And it's funny that the, yeah, the MS and the Mrs categories, two people raised 50% of the total overall uh, so I definitely am going to be talking out about that over the next year about MS and Mrs and how we can fundraise in a way because quite often the MS and Mrs have additional commitments in their lives that others at the younger ages don't or the younger ages have more support um, and how can we get the uh, MS and Mrs contestants raising more money um, because come on ladies we don't want to be the lowest raised amount night I don't want that um, so yeah, basically two people raised over 50% of the charity money on the MS and Mrs. Night. Um, and I won the MS charity award and as much as I'm really, really grateful for that award, I don't think how much I raised deserved that award. I think, um, I wish there had been people that were doing more charity work in the MS and I'd been beaten. If I'm completely honest, I said I was going to be honest in this episode. Um, so I raised 1,765 pounds, um, and that was my four charity events. And then just having my Just Giving page, um, I got a lot of sponsorship from people just to my Just Giving page for how inspiring I have been during my reign uh, as um, MS Middlesex Galaxy, which is just the most incredible thing. Um, normally I'm like, don't just put your Just Giving page up and expect people to donate. You need to do actually do something to get those donations. But this time around, I did get quite a few donations that were just because people were like, you have worked so hard for this. How can we support you if we can't physically get to competition? And I was like, well, here's my just giving. And I expected sort of the odd fiver here and there. And yeah, I got a lot of donations on there. I I cried most times I opened my just giving page up because I was so like, wow, um, how many people had donated. So yeah, I was really pleased to get that award. And obviously um, I get, uh, not obviously, I get a frame certificate, whereas last time we didn't get them in a frame. So this is really nice because I need to redo all the picture frames in my office. Uh, so some of them are just gonna be swapped out now for my second runner up and my MS Charity Award, um, which is awesome. So I'm excited. I'm excited to put those up um, and then hopefully next year I'll have loads more and I can put them up on the walls and things. Um, 
I did really want best in swimwear, but the problem is I wanted best in swimwear for my physique and how hard I work for my physique. And that's not how it's judged in Galaxy. So I kind of also, as much as when I was training, my mantra was best in swimwear, best in swimwear. Um, like when I was trying to push through some really hard exercises, I also was very much aware that that physique needed to translate into me being really confident and have a good walk. Um, and I'm not quite there yet with my walk. That's definitely an area I'm, I'm going to continue to work on. Million times improved from last time I competed, but definitely an area I need to improve upon more. Um, so yes, I would have loved to, oh, it'd be lovely to take away all the awards, but um, I, well, I don't know. I wasn't in the MS interviews winner, um, which was Leah, but I know how incredibly hard she's worked. So I was not surprised that she took that one. Um, and all the other awards, I, obviously I didn't see them actually on stage when they competed. I saw them in rehearsals and I'm not surprised. I'm very pleased for who's won all the other awards as well. So that's really good. If you go to, I think it's galaxypageantsuk.co.uk, ukgalaxypageants.co.uk they list all the award winners and where everyone else placed as well I'm not going to go through all those now um, but pop on there and you can see who won everything as well which is really awesome and there's some already some pictures and things up from the finals nights um, on there too so I what have I got to thank yous I've got a big pack of thank you cards that I'm actually going to write while I'm here this afternoon hopefully if I get time but I've got a lot of interviews that I want to fit in while I'm in pageant land so they might get written when I get home um but just oh so, there's so many people I want to thank and I will contact them directly I think it's really nice when you put up big messages on social media to thank and particularly for like my sponsors um, part of the joy of sponsoring someone is you get the exposure so I would definitely be doing lots of posts then particularly with last night's dress the dress I wore to the junior and teen one got a lot of amazing feedback um, so I've uh, got to share a lot about that dress because that was from my dress sponsor Stephanie Jane so a massive thank you to them to be honest if they'd offered they, when they offered the sponsorship I was so like blown away with the fact that they'd even offered it that I um, if they'd then not even followed through I'd have still been like so happy because it was just getting sponsorship is hard it's hard work I'm I'm gonna do uh possibly an event but definitely a podcast with at least one guest uh Chloe Adkin is very good at getting sponsorship so I'm hoping to do an episode with her and maybe a couple of others uh, talking about getting sponsorship and things like that so when someone offers you sponsorship it means so much. Like the well, even what they do past that could not compare to the fact that they offered and that they had the belief that you were going to represent them well enough to offer it to you. So beyond um all the amazing dresses that I've now got, thanks to having this incredible sponsor, uh, from the bottom of my heart, the fact that you offered meant so much and I'm not going to cry right now which is what I really want to do because Patrick will kill me Patrick from the UK Glam Squad has done my um makeup Duncan has done my hair but crying doesn't ruin your hair luckily um so not gonna cry uh, but uh know that in my heart I am crying with absolute gratitude for Stephanie Janes and um what they did just by offering but then yeah the amazing selection of gowns that I now have in my wardrobe is also ace um so yeah massive thank you to them uh the majority of the other people I'm going to thank 
like separately, but there's a couple of others that I want to do. Holly for having an incredible system. Um, mark my words uh, that I will one day be one of Holly's queens one way or the other. Uh, we may both be on our Zimmer frames, um, but I, 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 will, I will find a way. <laughs> one way, I will keep coming back and I'll find a way to be one of Holly's queens because the system you've created in the UK is just incredible. And that's you and your team um, because I know all too well that we don't do this alone. Um, and yeah, so like mega, mega, mega thank yous. Um, and I've, yeah, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> uh, UK Glam Squad, um, and Charlotte Clemmy as I'm going to kind of, I'm going to put you together because I often work with you guys together. So they did my day and evening hair and makeup. I then had my makeup den, um, 11 a.m. on the other two days after competition I was competing and this was for a couple of reasons one if I'd won I'd really want to present myself well and be having lots of pictures with people if I didn't win I was likely to feel like pants and therefore really was going to be in need of feeling fabulous and my best on the outside because uh, as I am currently uh, feeling a little bit broken on the inside it's nice to still feel like you look nice on the outside and not have the stress of trying to do your hair and makeup. So I booked them for the other two days. And then the other half part of that was that I was booking headshot sessions with Charlotte Clemmy. Um, so I did hair and makeup at 11 and then I saw her at one yesterday. I'm seeing her at 1.15 today uh, to, to make the most of having my hair and makeup done. That I'll have some shots for some projects I'm working on. I needed some more photos anyway. My daughter had a headshot done this morning. Um, so don't underestimate the importance and power of having your hair done nicely for the other finals nights, if you've particularly after you've competed. Before you've competed, it's really nice to take the stress out. So if your finals night isn't like mine on the first night, if you can get your hair and makeup done nicely for all the nights that you're going to be there, because you either want to feel fabulous before competition or feel fabulous as the queen who took the crown or feel fabulous because inside you're a little bit broken. Um, and you will feel, it's not that you are actually broken. I know I'm not actually broken, um, but I feel a little bit broken and that's okay. And I'm totally accepting of that and I'm totally embracing that. And I've told a couple of other people that didn't get where they wanted to get in an ideal world that you need to embrace the fact that you're going to feel a little bit sad and that your heart will hurt a little bit after this but it's what you do with it that counts. Um, and I think you are more likely to do amazing things after not winning if you embrace the fact that you are sad that you did not win. Um, and that's becoming the very strong theme of this episode. I should title this episode The Moment My Heart Broke On Stage. <laughs> but at least I'm, I've now got to the point of laughing at it. Um, the first time the first night I just did not sleep. I had two hours of broken sleep the night after competition. Um, so by the time the end of the second night of finals that I'd watched, I'd basically been up straight for two days. Um, so I was a little bit wired and crazy. Um, but yeah, I was exhausted. And then I just had to get up and go and sit in the bar and start planning out next year and go to the gym and sort of vent some of it out. Um, and things, which is really nice. Having fitness really helps in life in general. And then the last ones I'm going to touch on now, there are oh God, there's so many, uh, Harriet Lane and her mom, just, oh, um, and Amber Hood and her mom, oh, Chloe Adkin, um, Nasty Pav, oh, just, oh, there's, there's, there's just 
too many people. Becky Farron, um, I just, ah, there's, 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 there's so many people I want to thank. Um, Hannah at Sparkles and Rhinestones. Um, just, ah, Maria from Runway with Maria, like, just my walk with the two hours in Maria went from, like, feeling hideous to feeling, like, me feeling epic. And I know it can be more epic, but, the like, the transformation felt fairly epic. But obviously there's the most important thank yous uh, have to go to Felicity and Harry. Oh, this is the bit where Mama's going to really start to not cry. Like, no tears, no tears, perfect makeup, no tears. Um, I've never known two more amazing human beings. Uh, from Felicity always going, Mommy, you look beautiful. Um, even, I mean, she's not even three yet. And she goes, Mommy, you deserve a crown. Mommy, you should get a crown. And... If you haven't got a kid, you have to become that positive inner voice for yourself. If you haven't got amazing people like I've got Felicity and Harry in your life, if you don't have those equivalents, then you have to be that for yourself. Um, and I'm going to be doing a lot more talking on mindset and that kind of stuff and um, hopefully getting that more into the workshops. I've got my Goal Getters workshop and we do touch on mindset in there, but I just feel like in this industry, particularly in the UK, we need to do a lot more work around that. Um, and it's been so amazing. It's not the support I've ever had in my life before that I've experienced with this prep with Galaxy. And so much of that has started with the change of the support level that I've got at home and the encouragement that I get from these two, from Harry and Felicity, with everything they do. And it's not just what they say, it's their actions. Um, it's it's Felicity at age three being accepting that when mummy says, I'm really sorry that we can't play right now, mummy has to finish crystalling all these slippers for her contestants' gifts, that she's like pageantry is important mummy it's okay it's okay mummy um it's okay mummy we'll watch a movie and cuddle later or something like just literally I have a very articulate three-year-old I like to point out most three-year-olds do not talk like my daughter she is very articulate and smart um I might be biased but when you meet her you will agree because everyone always does um that kid is epic um and and just Harry never never questioning when I'm like I'm really sorry I'm away all this weekend for pageant related stuff can you be on childcare duty or can you come with me because I really want Felicity to attend this event too she did all of my final and then she did um a couple of hours of last night's final and she'll come for a bit of tonight's final and then when she starts using my dress as a blanket to tuck herself in uh, daddy comes and picks her up and um, and she comes back to bed um They've gone off for lunch without me again today because I want to go and get um, episodes recorded and things and record this episode, which is going to be very long. Um, but just I I couldn't and I wouldn't want to do not just pageant life, but life in general without those two. Um, because they mean everything. They inspire everything I do. And they support everything that I do. And, oh, Patrick, I'm sorry. I'm going to be coming back later for touch-ups. But, yeah. But, like I said, if you're listening to this and thinking, well, that's great for you, but I don't have that in my life, you become that person. You you listen to this podcast or other positive podcasts um, and you find a way of becoming that for yourself because you will never achieve as much in life um as you're capable of doing without having either having that or being that for yourself and the great thing is I've become that for myself because I've had that um 
And I didn't have an example of that. I didn't know, no one else was telling me that that's what they were experiencing. So I didn't have that example even from someone else because people weren't talking enough about um, how they had that in their lives. I just thought like dealing with the negativity and issues from other people was normal. And it's not. If your friends are negative nightmares and constantly moaning and complaining about the things that you are doing, friends or family, you need to get new friends or family. It's just how it is. If you want to get those goals, be a goal getter, live your best life, be happy, not just externally, but internally in the depths of your soul, you need to make sure that the right people are coming on you with that journey. And sometimes that means scraping it all the way back down to maybe one or two people. And that basically is what I did. Um, I kept pretty much one friend from when I lived in Cornwall, which Claire, um, sorry, she'd been on my thank you list as well, but it's just too many. Um, Charles, my PT, oh, it just inspires me so much. So I write my own programs and train with him once a week, but just knowing that I see him in the gym and talking to him about competition, because even though he doesn't do pageants, he does other competition. Um, but I literally scraped it down to, I think, Claire... Actually, for a little while there, it was just Claire. Claire and then Harry. Um, and I built it back up from there. A lot of my support network and system are now pageant-related um, because whatever industry or, like, uh, if you're doing a sport or something like that, finding people within an industry that you're also passionate about, um, it tend, you tend to find people that are more of a similar mindset that, that you are. So... I think that's why I found and pageantry is such a wonderful industry and supportive sisterhood and community that it makes it so easy to find amazing wonderful people to connect with and spend your time with within the industry um but I did yeah I I scraped down my network to a very very small number and have built it back up from there and have now got this amazing network um and I'll be honest it's tough those early years of scraping everything back down and rebuilding up my life um, with the right people that I wanted there and that were going to lift me up and that I wanted to lift them up and vice versa and all that is, it's hard. It's really hard, but it's so worth it. So worth it. So don't, don't let that, don't let the hard work you've got to do dampen your drive and ambition because if the goal is big enough and you want it enough, no amount of work is ever too much. Um, and yeah, I shared that on my Instagram. Yeah, if the if the dream if the dream is big enough and you want it enough, no amount of work is ever going to be too much. So what's next? I feel this is getting really long. I haven't even got onto my questions yet. I will try and keep my question answers a little bit short from the questions you guys have sent in. So what's next? I will sign up again. Um, I really want to be in the misses category, so I'm gonna have uh to have a word with my other half now. I do not want to just marry him because I want to change categories. But I really did notice, because on the night I competed was the MS and the Mrs, that I really, I relate to being a Mrs already. People call us husband and wife and we never correct them. We've all got the surname, same surname. We changed my surname so that we were all the same surname because we were family and we were going to get married at some point. And sorry, Harry, I'm a completely open book. So if you listen to this, which he doesn't, I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, that's fine. Um... I would really like to be in the missus because that's what I relate to more. But so we need to have a chat about whether 
that's what we're going to do or I need to work on myself of relating more to being an MS if that's more what's in my in my future um so yeah something for me to work on but either way I'm coming back and I said that before whatever happened I was coming back um I want my goal is to represent the UK at the Galaxy International Finals my goal is still that and still to be one of Holly's queens so keep coming back until it happens um with hopefully before the Zimmer frame because Adrian from the pageant project once called me uh, um, a Miss Zimmer frame because I said I just keep coming back no matter what uh so that's what's next that makes it easier but uh there are so many plans for this next year I approached this last year as I would if uh, I would a title year and I will do the same for the next year bigger and better um I've learned a lot along this journey that I will add into the next journey so that I'm even more productive with my time and do bigger and better things um and I think that's why I found a lot of the opportunities that normally come your way once you've won I've found are already starting to come my way with people asking me to judge um and compare and be part of their event and I've even had people asking me to coach them and I'm like I've I've never won um but it's more the mindset and the uh the platform and legacy project and those kind of things side of things that they want more coaching with uh so I'm I'm looking at it uh I will, yeah, I'll probably get like a sign up, a sign up list going soon for those that are interested, just so I don't lose track of who it is, because a lot of people have been asking me to do that. And again, that's something that you don't normally get until you've had at least one title. So I'm so touched by everyone that is saying that to me, um, that they want to, and I think it's amazing that in the industry, more people are starting to want to work on the, the mindset, the organization, the time management and the platform and the legacy project, because I think that is a big way that we can help the UK industry grow. So, uh, yeah, that's been really exciting. So there's, there's lots of plans, um, for the what's next, but I need to map them out properly and talk to Harry because we always approach this as a team. What I do affects, um, him and Felicity. So, there the what's next in full you'll just have to wait and see um right I'm gonna go through the questions that I have been sent um they're kind of mixed in with lots of awesome thank you messages this might say well uh right first question can you feel so so proud of the position you came and how hard you worked or are you just gutted no way am I just gutted yes I do feel really proud of everything I've achieved and this journey um and I am gutted still but definitely in equal measures to how proud I am of everything I've done and and the impact that that's had on other people and the people that, like I said, the people that are asking me to coach or the people that have messaged me and said, I've been finding your journey so inspiring. Have you got any advice and things like that? So um, I feel like I've made an impact not just on myself and others. So yes, I do feel incredibly proud with what I've done and I'm not afraid to say it um but yes still slightly brokenhearted <laughs> um and then right just scrolling through uh do you god people love to give me the tough ones do you feel they made the right decision did you look at whom whoever won and think yeah I can see that or even yes I agree or do you disagree and think they were wrong and missed something so I'm I'm gonna keep this a bit a bit general to start with 
you do not see as a contestant exactly how they do their their walks on stage. You may see them a bit in rehearsals. Some people hold back in rehearsals or um, don't really feel their energy and adrenaline kick in until they're dressed and ready to go. So you will never see, you don't see their interview um, and you don't see what they've submitted in their appearance folder. Some people are quite secret about their appearances, which is, for me, I think is crazy. The whole point of appearances is that you're sharing your system, sharing your journey, sharing your platform, whatever it is that you're sharing, sharing it. Um, so don't hide your appearances. That's just nuts. I'm definitely going to bring up some more content around appearances after this weekend because I'm starting to develop some strong appear- appearance-related opinions. Um, and so you can never say whether you honestly say whether you disagree or agree with who won because you don't know what has actually done. I know um Danielle who's won, how hard she has worked for it and she is she's been she's sort of been chasing uh, chasing a win in in a few different pageants for a long time. She's been in the industry a long time and you put in a lot of work over that time um and th- that she wanted to get a crown and 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 she's finally got her crown. Um and I always say I don't care who wins as long as they do um, as least as much as I would have done with the crown, because then you're like, yep, yeah, they've done, they've done just as much. They've made the most of it. Um, and I've talked about this before. It's my biggest pet peeve in pageantry is when people don't do anything with the crown. You need to actually have a purpose and a plan and make the most of those twelve months. Um, with the virus, the winners, any title holders in any system this year are going into what is going to be a tough year because you are going to have to adapt. You're not going to be able to wait and ride out. Um, this the the coronavirus um sort of taking hold um until you start doing everything with your year because you will miss your year this virus is going to affect uh, in my opinion the next 12 months easily um hopefully not to this intensity that it's it's sort of building to at the moment but we have not reached the peak um and it's going to take a long time so please bear that in mind if you are a title holder or you've just won or you've won a galaxy you need to adapt and think so if you're a, a title holder that's just, um, wait a sec, this is going to run into my next question. So I'm going to ask the next question was, um, so the next question was, uh, you can tell that you're very knowledgeable and passionate about pageantry, even though you didn't want, is there any advice you would like to give to the winners? And that for me has got to be what I'm now talking about with the coronavirus is you've got to adapt. This is going to be tricky. And this is again, why I want to talk more about appearances, um, in the coming weeks is, if your appearances have relied very heavily on just rocking up to um, other pageants or other pageant-related events, that cannot be your strategy, at least for the next few months, because those events are, on the whole, going to be cancelled. Um, I think a number of pageants are going to scrap the audiences and the contestants and the judges will just do it because then it keeps the numbers down. Um, and we are going to have to go a lot more digital with what we're doing. I did a lot of podcast guests, uh, based appearances, um, particularly outside of the pageant industry. Cause I believe in going outside of the pageant industry to bring more people into the pageant industry. Um, so that would be my advice for those that I've taken titles is really evaluate how you can have an awesome reign from now and don't wait until Corona, um, disappears because, uh, you, you'll miss your year you'll miss your year. You're going to have to be very digital savvy um, and and get on it. And I think then this this will really highlight those that have a, a bigger platform and a bigger purpose because 
there is so much you can do online to promote your platform and your purpose and move that forward. But if you have no platform and no purpose, this is where you're going to fall down. If just going to pageant events is has been your thing. And you see this a lot with the juniors because it's much harder to do the other stuff when you're a junior. So there you're really going to have to push yourself, juniors and teens and things in, in all the categories. Um, But... It's, it, we've all got to adapt one way or the other we've all got to adapt but as title holders if you've only got a year you've only got a year uh so you need to adapt and you need to adapt fast so that that would be that would be my advice um then oh where's that have i got one two three um number four <laughs> will your daughter do pageants so felicity's already done one um, and she won. She did a little charity pageant. She's meant to be doing another one in a few weeks, but we are going to pull. It's uh, quite a bit out of the way. And um, so between the travel and things like that, we were doing it partly because it's near her godmum and I wanted to see her godmum, but uh, her godmum is pregnant. So even more sort of high risk with everything going on. And I don't want to uh, like travel spread. We will be limiting our travel. We're not going to go into self-isolation or anything, but we're definitely limiting our travel after this. Um so we're not going to do that. But um I am looking to take her over to Galaxy Island next year because Galaxy Island do the tiny UK title. I need to find out what the tiny UK title is, but all Felicity asks me all the time, pretty much daily, is Mummy, when can I be a Galaxy girl? And she will be old enough to compete for the tiniest, the youngest division in Galaxy next year. They don't go to internationals, um, and I wouldn't want to competing against Americans yet because they have so much more support and know so much more and coaches for tinies in America. Um, we, I would like her to train with um, a coach that specifically deals with whatever age group she is before she competes because I think coaching is one of the best investments you can make in pageantry, whatever area you're looking to improve. So, um, yeah, she won't be competing against Americans until she's done some work with a coach and it needs to be a coach that deals with her age group and I don't know anyone that does that in the UK with her age group. She isn't glitz and we won't be doing glitz at her age, but um, the more natural um, pageants I don't mind her doing. Um, and Galaxy UK is like glitzy for Gal for UK, but not high glitz. Like she's not going to be, I'm not doing um, particularly at the moment hair pieces and stuff. She wore her first earrings last night. She had some little clip-ons from Earring Envy and they were beautiful and so age appropriate. Like these little flowers with little sparkles and she loves them. She can, and they, she wears them for about two hours and then she's like, mm, my ears start to hurt now, mummy. And we take them off straight away. And she only wears them if she wants to. And she only wears them for pageantry. Um, that, we had some very strong words about that. Um, because I don't believe in little people having their ears pierced. I think it's child abuse, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, so I, it's, I love pageantry. I love what it will give her. And I'm so excited that she's excited about it. Um, and yeah, next year she gets to be, um, gets to be a galaxy girl. I don't know if they get regional sashes for the UK one, but, um, yeah, I'll be researching that. And she's asked for a ball gown for her birthday in April. So I'm going to design and get that, design it. So mommy's designed it and get it made for her for her birthday. Um, I think that's all my questions. I'm just going to check like my other DMs and messages and stuff to see if anyone else has sent anything that I've missed. Um, oh, that's come through a bit later. Oh, oh, we've got loads on here. I'm just, oh, we've got so many like good luck messages, um, that it's, it's kind of hard to know, like go through and make sure I've not missed anything. Um, no, I think we're good. I think we're good. Um, 
don't think we've got no no other actual messages on that brilliant um so thank you all for listening i know this is a very very long episode um i'm very excited for the next year uh with my regional title um i'm hoping to get middlesex again because i've loved being um uh ms whether it's ms or mrs middlesex um i love the way that sounds so um i need to message the lady that was mrs middlesex as well see if she's going to compete again so that if i can get that mrs title sorted (laughs) It's going to be such an awkward conversation. Think about me on Saturday. I'm going to try and have the awkward conversation on Saturday. But I don't just want to get married because of pageantry. I would like to make that very clear. But pageantry has helped me understand that I much more identify as being a missus. And um, yeah, so there's that. (laughs) If you ever listen to these podcast episodes, I'm going to be in so much trouble. (laughs) Because I'm... I'm such an open book, like you all know, such an open book, um, and more so in real life, like you think I'm open on these podcasts, I am more real face to face, um, and one day he's gonna be like, oh I thought it'd be nice to listen to some of your podcasts, and he'll come like, he'll like face white, because he is not an open book kind of person, <laughs> but never mind, right, before I cry with laughter and ruin my makeup all over again, um, I'm going to sign off. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you found value in this episode. Um, I have invested in some really awesome podcasting mics so that I can podcast face-to-face live with people. Um, they won't. The episode won't go out live, but like see sitting with the person as opposed to just doing it online. Uh, so make sure on the website scroll down a little bit into the bit about being on the podcast and in there there is a clicked link emailing me dm me saying you would like to do an episode they get lost they get missed we never get around to them get yourself on that wait list it asks you the questions um so that i can make sure we're going to create a episode with value my episodes always have to have a focused topic unless i'm doing something like the sunday slam episodes which are a bit more fun but the majority of the episodes are very focused topics and i will do mini themes so it might be a case of you put your name down and you're like the 40th on the list but actually that's a topic i want to do and and you get bumped up so the wait list does not run in order it runs um based on what episodes i want to do when um and if there's a mini series coming out that you align with um you're right for one of those episodes and things like that so get on the list it's not all going to be done online now um i'm going to make sure i tie in doing recordings when i travel i will also do some once we know what's happening with the corona um with the corona (laughs) with the coronavirus um then i will also plan some specific trips in that um and me traveling around to do some podcast recordings because we got some big plans for the podcast that is definitely on my what's next planning out list um i'm very excited for that so i'm gonna go uh but yes emotional yes fabulous yes always driven always goal-getting, and I love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts, and I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. 
See you soon.